Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Uh, welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCasia.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you like a determiner, and Family Pet Ancestry, if you like a non-sequitur. FamilyPetAncestry.com leads you to JackieCasia.com. The credits, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. You just heard the intro to the, to the Dork Forest. He will sing his lyrics to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos fixes JackieCasia.com and Patrick Brady's going to fix the audio on this thing. So I appreciate that a great deal. Now. On both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there is a donation button. Hop to it, folks. Now's the time to just donate. If you like the Dork Forest, throw me some money. I would love everyone to give me a hundred bucks a year. What the heck? And if you have more, give me more. If you have less, just tell people about the show. Review the show on iTunes. Uh, say hooray. Feel for, oh, you could get a shirt if you wanted, a Dork Forest t-shirt. Uh, if you like the designs and, and you like the show, those are available on JackieCation.com. On the store page, uh, there's a couple of different Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, brown is being discontinued. If you desperately want it, email me, Jackie at I might have some sitting around, but it's green. Then there's the black original one, and then there's a, a stand-up shirt, a spooky reading girl t-shirt. Anyway, you can also get my stand-up CDs or DVD. You can watch me do stand-up. You can see my whole schedule. You can use the Amazon banner, which uh, takes you to Amazon. Um, it's just a white banner on the front page. Takes you to Amazon. You order from Amazon. The Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback. Doesn't cost you extra. So I appreciate that. It is, uh, the end of March. I am, uh, oh wow. I'm doing Nevada City with, uh, Maria Bamford. It's over, it's up by where Andy grew up, by Oroville, and where Guy Branham is from, Yuba City. And then next week, I'm in Kirkland. Kirkland, uh, up by, in the Seattle area, doing Kirkland Laughs. So come and see me do stand-up if you want. And thanks so much for listening to the show. I say, yeah, let's get into it. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, allthingscomedy.com. Go to them. They're the umbrella company that I'm uh, doing the podcast with. And uh, nerdist.com, I'm doing a, a podcast about stand-up over there with uh, Lori Kilmartin. So it's called The Jackie and Lori Show. But if you're looking for more pods, go to allthingscomedy.com or nerdist.com. Thanks. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in the living room with uh, with Barbara Holm, you guys. Barbara Holm, it's Barbara underscore Holm, and it's also BarbaraHolm.com, and it's at Babs Holm on Instagram, and uh, you do stand-up comedy in the Portland, Seattle area, and anywhere that they'll let you, and you are in Los Angeles to do a little stand-up comedy, uh, running it up the flagpole per se. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's sure. so great to be here. Awesome. <laughs> let's do, let's, and I asked you what you wanted to dork out about, and you were like, Buffy. Yeah. Do you mean the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Do you know any other Buffies? Uh, not offhand. I do not actually know any. Okay. Wait. I think there was a Buffy when I was a kid that was on a on a television show, and she had a doll named Mrs. Beasley. Oh, no. Not that one. Not that Buffy. I don't think so she was a Vampire Slayer. No. Maybe she grew up to be a Vampire Slayer. I hope so, for and, her sake. Uh, <laughs> I have seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. What uh, do you do? You own them? I own the TV show. I don't own the film, and I own all the comic books. 
Oh, you, oh, you currently re- are you up to date on the comics? Um, well, I think a new one came out today, and so I'm not up to date as of today. That fe- that feels pretty up to date. Yeah, <laughs> that feels good. Uh, so okay, let's let's tell people about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in in the random idea that they may not know about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, so Buffy is a vampire slayer. She has superhero powers. She's, um, she's originally destined to be the chosen one to fight evil and vampires and, uh, demons and the forces of darkness. And, uh, initially it's only one girl in all the world will be called to be the chosen one and have those superpowers. That's right. Yeah. And then weren't there more? Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, uh, that's the end of season five. Season seven. (laughs) Uh, she, uh, that's how it ends is she empowers every woman who has, or every little girl who has the potential to grow up to be a vampire slayer. And then they all get superpowers. I don't think I ever saw the last episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That is an excellent spoiler alert because you know what? Now I want to watch it to the end. You should. It's so good. It is good. I liked. The first three seasons I liked a lot. Yeah, they're super funny and campy and, yeah. Joss Whedon, right? Yes. It was his first big break, wasn't it? Well, he also wrote for Roseanne Barr when he was a... Like a child. (laughs) As a baby. (laughs) I think he was born on third base, is how that's called. He grew up here in Los Angeles. He had a writing... His first writing job was at Roseanne. And I think if you ask him, I think in interviews he has said that he was born on third base when Mm -hmm. it came to writing jobs. Yeah. So then he got to pitch stuff early because he had that writing job. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a movie called uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was not like super well received, but, uh, and everyone was like, I can't believe you want to uh, write this movie. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And the premise was that he was going to take um, like every horror movie and turn it on its head and make it into kind of a comedy. Okay. And so instead of uh, the little tiny blonde weak girl who is kind of like flirty and ditzy, instead of her getting killed off in the first scene, she turns out to have superpowers and uh, can I swear on this? Please, yeah. fucking A. <laughs> and she just like, like just this tiny little blonde ditz ends up kicking all the bad guys ass and she's just like really awesome and funny and smart in the That's end. That's awesome. Barbara Holm, did you think ass was a swear word? I don't know. You, who knows what the definition <laughs> of swearing is anymore, but I like that you asked. It was, it was good. I was just checking in. And, uh, yes, you may say all the swear words okay. and, uh, whatever, you can even make up swear words. Good. And all then, the ones I know and. Right. <laughs> you know that word taint. That's a, <laughs> uh, Barbara Holm does stand-up comedy. She knows the word taint. She mm-hmm. hangs out with dirtbags too. Yes. Anyway, so talk to me briefly about your favorite characters. Like, cause I liked it when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. So there's the guy, her mentor. What are, Giles. What, do you have favorite episodes from the yes. early years versus the later years? Yes. What are they? Uh, so my favorite episode from the early years is called Lie to Me. And I think that's in season two. And Buffy is, um, but uh, this, this all is just, it's just so amazing to me. And I'm so happy that you're letting me talk about it. <laughs> and, you go. <laughs> and that's uh, the episode where Buffy is a junior in high school. And this boy transfers into her class who she knew from elementary school. And he, um, she's known him since they were in kindergarten together. And so he kind of like is infiltrating her friend group and her new friends like aren't trust, trusting him. Oh, they're like, Oh, this guy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it turns out that he is, um, 
he is really into vampires and he knows that Buffy's the slayer. He figured that out in high school. Oh. And he uh, makes a deal with the bad guy, Spike, to uh, sire him, to turn him into a vampire. Okay. And uh, and it's, like, really upsetting to Buffy because in that universe, that would mean that he's giving up his soul and his personality. Right. And uh, essentially in her, in her definition of the world, he's uh, willing to die and become this soulless murderer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's more, it's worse than suicide. Yes. Yeah. And she's, uh, is, and, and does she save him? No. In, um, so this show is 20 years old, by the way, I'm not yes. ruining anything. Okay. <laughs> um, she does not save him. Uh, she, she saves like all these other humans that he was going to kill. And then in the very end, like he reveals that he has terminal cancer and that's why he's doing this. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and it like really that, shocks her. Yeah. Cause before that, everybody. Cause now was, she wants to be a more, cause now she gets why he wants, he thinks he'll be immortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he, like, he's going through chemo and starting to lose his hair and he's only 16. And so she just, like, starts to realize that the universe isn't, like, black and white and good and evil and everything's really a lot more complicated than it, than she thought it was. And it's also a super funny episode and it's also really sad. Oh, okay. And so whenever people are like, which episode is like a good one to start with. I usually say lie to me because it has everything about Buffy. Like it's funny and emotional and heartfelt right. and sad and weird. And it'll just kind of like give you a good introduction to, to, to all of it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so two things that uh, stem off of this, I will weed off from, <laughs> from you. That's what I do is the cancer, uh high school cancer victim there are a series of youth books, books, uh, where, um, they're young adult books where there's cancer love is girls falling in love with kids with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know these books? Have you heard of these books? I've read Walk to Remember. Walk it's- to Remember. That's that I think was one of the first ones. Yeah. And it became famous. I did not like it. No, no. It sounds like a <laughs> terrible idea. I mean, first of all, talk about unrequited love. There's enough of it mm-hmm. when you're 14. Why do you need, <laughs> oh, now he's going to die and you got to be there for him. And this is a way to teach young girls that should, they should be there or even young boys, maybe. Yeah. The genders were swapped in that specific oh, were they? one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, the girl had cancer and the boy had to be there for her. Yeah, she's gets, she can look at me and dies. Everybody, when they're 14, be be super self-absorbed. Feel free <laughs> to let, just, let, let people's parents take care of <laughs> You don't have to. It's not Romeo and Juliet. You don't have to. And they were 14 and idiots. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then the other thing is, in you said, in this universe, when uh, a vampire it becomes a vampire, they lose their soul. Yes. What other vampires get to keep their souls? I don't know, but... You didn't want to be general... You didn't want to generalize about all... Well, that's why I don't like Twilight, is because they never really explain... Did you end up reading... I know you said those books were too scary for you. Did you end up ever reading them? They weren't too scary. I tried to read them. They were dumb. Okay. Uh, I read other dumb things, so I don't (laughs) judge the dumb things that other people like. Uh, Because there are... But yeah, I never never read that. And But you also... I never read Anne Rice. Did you ever read Anne Rice? I've read a lot of Anne Rice. Are, do they have souls in Anne Rice? So that's the that's a great question, and it's never really explained as well as it is in Buffy because in Buffy uh, they they say, oh, once you become sired by a vampire, then you lose your soul, and and you like become this horrible murderous demon, right? And in uh, like Twilight, 
they're, they become vampires and basically they get to live forever and they, they keep their personalities. They or? keep their personality and a lot of them, uh, in the Twilight books and in a lot of the other being human is another example of this. And, uh, a lot of the Anne Rice stuff as well. They decide to become vegetarian vampires or good vampires. Oh, interesting. And they don't kill humans. They have that rule that they try to live by. And it makes me so mad because it's like if vampires are allowed that, if that choice, then how right. come 99% of them choose to kill humans? Right. And only 1%. It's, it's a theory that, that almost all people are bad is what it, it, it yes. stems from. It doesn't stem from a, most people are good, some people are bad. It stems from a, most people are bad, some people are good. Fascinating. That is an excellent question. That's weird. Vegetarian vampires in an Anne Rice book. Is that, that happens? Yeah, in like uh, those, uh, interview with vampire and vampire list stat and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Do quite... they eat beets? I mean, how do you, what, what do you, where do you... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, I, I guess my version of, va- of vegetarian vampire is like, uh, someone like Angel or Spike in the Buffy universe who is, uh, mostly like drinking animal blood or oh, okay. s- stealing blood from blood banks or like, they're, but they're not murdering any humans. I get it. I get it. And what about this helicopter? Uh, we have a helicopter test zone. The zombie, there's a zombie, um, it's a zombie episode of Buffy. Oh, and, uh, I zombie. Is that, is I zombie a TV show where a woman becomes a zombie? She doesn't know it. And then there's a bad guy who knows that he's a zombie and turns other people into zombies. She becomes a zombie and she, she knows it, it but then she becomes, she's becomes like works for the coroner Mm -hmm. so that she can get brains. Yeah. She's a good zombie. She's a good zombie. And then there are bad zombies, right? There's the bad, the bad. I've only seen three episodes of this thing. Mm-hmm. The bad guy scared me so bad that I was like, oh, dude, you're, you're having the time of your life playing that character. And I don't want any part of it. Because <laughs> that guy is a bad guy. Oh, my God. So do you, do you watch iZombie ever? I do. And it's pretty good, yeah. right? I and mean, I've read the really books well for that one, too. Oh, that one's got books, too. Yeah, you might like those books. They're the, less the, scary. Less scary and more funny? Uh, yeah, the art's really pretty, too. Oh, are they uh, graphic novels? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I might do a graphic novel of such a thing. Because for some reason, I can do horror in graphic novel form, uh-huh. but I cannot do it. Uh, it's hard in movies. Uh, it's a little too well done. Too many people. You'd probably around. like the. It's kind of cartoony. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Great. You'd all like right. it. Good. And uh, yeah, I. All right. So, and how about Gail Carriger? Have you ever read any Gail Carriger? She has a, she has a, uh, they're young adult and adult. She has been on a previous episode of the Dark Forest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about, she's an Anglophile. She enjoys, uh, food of the Victorian era. It's a okay. premium episode on Bandcamp because it was live at Sketchfest. Uh, no, not Sketchfest. It was live in San Francisco though. And, um, Victorian food is essentially food that stares back at you or things that are gelatinous. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but she writes, um, it, it's a, it's a really cool universe with va- vampires and zombies and, cool. and werewolves. And I, uh, enjoy the young adult series. I like that. I only read one of the, the adult. It's called Soulless. Okay. And it's a, they're essentially like mystery novels. They're detective novels. And, but the young adult series is called the Finishing School series. Hmm. And they're super fun. I love a teen superhero. And it's about a young woman who goes to a, a, a young woman's finishing school where they learn to, uh, you know, how to fight and, and, and use hairpins. And huh. then they can huh. wear bustles and stuff. 
So there's it's steampunky and it's mystery y and it's also uh super fun. That sounds awesome. I'd you really might like enjoy that. the finishing school by Gail Carriger, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't I actually I vaguely remember that. One of the first was the first episode the praying mantis one? No, that's episode three, but it's in the first season. It's very early because mm-hmm. I was remember being creeped out but fascinated yeah. by all those characters. You know, like Xander. I've met at least two people, by the way, who are age appropriate to being named after Xander. Who are named? <laughs> Xander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. When like, yeah, uh, so they're named Xander. They're not named Alexander, and they go right. Like, cool. They just named Xander, cool. as far as I can tell. <laughs> Someone went, "I'm going to name my kids Xander," and other people went, "All right, I get that." He's so. actually my least favorite character in the TV show, and I don't think he really shows any growth whatsoever. Yeah, it's weird. His arc is weird. Mm-hmm. It's if, but he doesn't he grow at the? Doesn't he have a girlfriend? Doesn't at the, there is growth, but it doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, it's not like in. Uh, I loved him in the early shows. He was adorable. He's super adorable, but he's like. Uh, is he's just like super in love with Buffy, and she is like, I just think of you as a friend, and I'm going to communicate that very clearly and with my words <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, and he's still like is unrequited just, love and thinks to- that they might go to the dance together. Yeah, and uh, she is just very like mature and honest, and like I don't think of you that way over and over again, and he doesn't care about that. And then, um. In college, he's dating this demon girl, ex-demon girl, but he doesn't treat her well, and he's, like, really rude to her, and he's, like, still kind of, like, off trying to be, like, helping Buffy and Willow. Okay. And the and he just treats her poorly, and then um, he eventually... He, he's a very confusing... I mean, the way that's written is super confusing, because mm-hmm. Willow is in love with him, he's in love with Buffy, yeah. and Buffy's in love with the uh, unattainable vampire guy. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, just a daisy chain of craziness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's not super healthy. So mm-hmm. it might be a Joss Whedon reveal of how, <laughs> of how Joss had, thinks high school crushes work. <laughs> and, uh, so cause what it, it was, cause Willow eventually, he, she dates, um, first she dates Oz, who's a werewolf. Right. And then in college, she, is Oz always a werewolf? No, he, he, he doesn't, is he a werewolf when they meet him? No. We, um, he gets bitten like very early though. Yeah. And it's just so cute and whimsical the way that they do it. He, uh, like he's a character who is like kind of dating Willow and she really, really likes him and she's like, why won't he kiss me? I want to make out with him. And he, uh, keeps giving her space to get over Xander and he's really nice to her and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, then and then the episode where he like wakes up in a field and he's like oh crap am i the were- am i a werewolf and then he uh uh calls his, his aunt and he's like hey weird question i was playing with little cousin jordy uh, and he just bit me and he's only two is he a werewolf weird yeah it's so great <laughs> and, and random i know <laughs> and then um and so Willow like storms over to his house and she's like, why won't you kiss me? I, I love you and stuff. And he's like, you need to get out of here now because it's a full moon. And oh, it's so great. I love that episode. What episode? What season is that? Is I, that later? That's I think that's, that's season two or season three. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
I don't think he comes in until season three, actually. Okay. If so. I remember correctly, just because the first, there's the early season, we get everybody in the first season, mm-hmm. uh, the, like the core group. We get Xander and Willow and Buffy, and then we get uh, the teacher guy, yeah. the librarian, What's Giles. It? Giles. And then we get um, uh, Angel. Mm-hmm. And. Spike shows up for a couple episodes. Near the end of episode, season one, right? Does he just show up at season one? Or? Uh, I think in the premiere of season two, he shows up. Okay, because season one, is that about the guy who's underground with the little boy? Yes, the master. The master. And the yes. anointed one. And the anointed one. Ah, uh, the little boy in the bus. And uh who's very omeny looking. Yeah. He looks like the omen kid, and he's spooky. Super spooky. And what then a- Spike is like... I don't, I'm not listening to this creepy little kid. <laughs> and, uh, which is so funny because yeah. Spike is kind of, he's not a good guy when he comes in, but he's a rogue. Yeah, he like has he, the most character arc of anyone yeah. in the entire universe. Who's that actor? James Marsters. Thank you very much. And, uh, is James Marsters working these days? Does he work? He is in a rock band that I don't know the name of. Okay. And every once in a while he'll be like, in something, and I barely recognize him now because uh, he's quite a bit more uh, older now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to be 50 now, right, or something? Yeah. And he might probably bulked up because he was kind of a little guy. Mm-hmm. And... He looks very sallow now. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Dark Sider guy. Mm-hmm. What, because Angel, he's the same age, but he has been in the rock tumbler of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So the aging process is, and plus we get to watch it on Bones. Mm-hmm. So it, he, it doesn't look quite as obvious, maybe. So what about, uh, who played Buffy? Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is she working? Yeah, uh, she does stuff every once in a while. She was just in, um, I don't think it's been released yet, but I heard that she is going to be in an episode of Those Who Can't. Okay. TV show? Yeah. All right. Oh, I've seen the ad for that. Yeah. A bunch right. of our acquaintances are right. It. Yeah. right, right. It's a comedy. So, um, and then um, what about so? What about Willow? Who's the actress there? Allison Hannigan, okay. who went on to do uh, American had, Pie. That's right. And then, um, which is also a comedy, and it's I don't know. And then she did uh, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, okay. which is. Just it's so different for me because I tried to watch it because she's in it and then a bunch of other people are in it. Yeah. And have you seen it? It's with Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Um, I've seen sitcoms are actually quite difficult for me because mm-hmm. I, I see where they're going so quickly. Yeah. And uh, it's actually a bit I'm sad about it. The only sitcoms I can actually watch are from the 70s. Like I can watch Barney Miller. I, and I can watch all the Barney Millers over and over again. I can uh-huh. watch MASH. I can't watch... I can't seem to, I can watch Mary Taylor Moore, I can watch the Bob Newhart show. Uh-huh. I can't for some reason watch the new sitcoms, like yeah. Big Bang Theory and uh, How I Met Your Mother. And, and um, though I hear How I Met Your Mother was good, I've even tried to watch, like the Big Bang Theory, I watched the It Crowd, the British version uh-huh. that became the Big Bang Theory, and that was even hard because um, there's just a formula with sitcoms. So yeah. I, I did you try to watch it? You said? I tried to watch it, and no offense to anybody that likes it. Yeah, but it just, just it didn't click. It didn't click, and it was also upsetting to me because I uh, just seeing Allison Hannigan, who plays like this super <laughs> sure feminist uh, queer. Together. Yes, yep. and she's queer in the sh- in the show, and then in How I Met Your Mother, she's uh, like all she wants to do is get married and have babies right away. Sure, she's an actor. 
Right. She has an empty vessel. All you do is pour a script into her and then she, whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's just a different character and you're like, I, I'm, I'm totally with you though. There are some characters you're like, Oh, I didn't want to see you play a weakling. Yes. Yes. Cause she was, she was so strong. Mm-hmm. She became kind of like too strong, didn't she? Yes, that's um my favorite season is season 6 and I really hate to like spoil this for people so uh cover your ears if you don't want me to spoil it but right. season, season 6 spoiler. She's uh so everything in season 6 is just perfect and I love that entire season and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then in the end um she's like slowly battling an addiction to magic and she gets more and more and more pow- powerful and in like the fourth to last episode she uh, loses her, her, her girlfriend passes away. He, she's oh, murdered. Right, right. Of course she does. Wait, did she get murdered by, the, by the course of a single bullet from a really far away? A bullet and, that was aimed for Buffy and then ricocheted off of something else and was not even intended, <laughs> intended to kill the witch at all. It was intended to kill Buffy. Right. And it killed, uh, Willow's girlfriend who was a witch. And here's the weird thing. Who shot the, who shot the gun? Warren, who, the actor, uh, I can't remember his name, but he actually was uh, dating the actress that played Tara. Oh, interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah. And what was his, was his character a sniper? No, he was a uh, whiny little nerd that uh, started out just <laughs> like being really fucking pathetic and he uh, can't get his girlfriend to like be nice to him, so he makes robot girlfriends. Okay. And he's just this, like, anti-feminist, pathetic little... Was he recurring through many of the seasons? Yes. Uh, he went to high school with there them. There we go. And he's, he starts out as just this whiny little pathetic, like, asshole that's Buffy is so mad at because uh, she... He just keeps falling into scrapes and, and she has to pull him out? Yeah, and the scrapes are... Uh, in particular, I said falling into scrapes like we were in a like we were in a a, 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 a episode Hardy Boys. Like, yeah, like Hardy Boys. We did. Yeah. Okay. So, but she she pulls him out. Not really. She uh, like she wants to see him in jail because the kind of things that he does are not necessarily like oh, they're actually insane. If I yes. remember correctly, like he uh, he does a lot of things that are trying to hurt young women, and that's like what. Oh. That's his MO? Yes, like he, Okay. So he's a nutbag if I uh-huh. that's right. I've seen some of those episodes where you're like, no no, this guy, this isn't a prank. This is a a real crime. Yes. And he just keeps getting away with it. And so this is he goes mad in season six? In yeah, towards the end of season six, he has like this big plan to like uh like, like kick Buffy's ass and at the very like last moment, um his two friends that are also genius nerds betray him and help her. And then she uh, kicks his ass. And then he like, um, and then that's the end of that. And they're all going to jail. And then, uh, he escapes on a jet pack and (laughs) then he comes to her house and she's in the backyard and she's having like this really deep, sweet, emotional talk with Xander and he comes in and he's like, you bitch, how could you do that to me? And he says all these like horrible misogynistic things sure. to Buffy. And he pulls out a gun and shoots her. And uh he fires two shots. One shot misses Buffy and ricochets. And the other <laughs> shot hits Buffy and she goes down. And then the last um and then the last shot of that episode is uh Tara like falling and blood splattering on Willow's face. 
Oh my god! And so, like that season is my favorite to watch for so many reasons. Like, just Buffy deals with so much depression and anxiety, and she grows so much. And Willow, who was always the level-headed one, just like spirals out of control and just goes batshit crazy. Yes. If I remember correctly, yeah, she tries to destroy the world because of Tara dying, and she, oh my god, she ends up murdering all these humans, and it's just like. It's just it's so, so but there's no vamp, there's not enough vampires, if I remember correctly. There weren't, there, there were less vampires in season six. There than were less any vampires, because the bad guys in the beginning are these tiny little genius nerds that are just being sexist. And they're pigs. just humor. Yeah, they're, they're just human. humans. And, okay. but at the same time, that entire season, uh, for most of it, she's having sex with Spike. Wait. Buffy's having sex with Spike? Mm-hmm. I do not remember that. What? Wait, wait, I I thought she couldn't have sex with a vampire or they'd lose their soul. Just Angel, that's his curse. Oh, that's his curse. What's Spike's curse? Uh, well, Spike's curse... He can't come in her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why, why did I make it dirty? Rangers, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, at that point, Spike didn't have a soul, but he was very infatuated with Buffy, and he had a chip in his head, so he couldn't do any, like, physical harm to a human. And... Oh, he was an experiment. He was like yes. a Wolverine-like experiment. Yeah. If I, I forgot about that. And so in that season, um, like, Buffy's just so depressed over uh, the loss of her mother, and she's dealing with a lot of, like, personal loss of friends and family and things like that. And is Giles still there? Yeah, uh, he moves away, but he comes back in the end to help kick Willow's ass. Oh, fair enough. Okay. But uh, uh, Willow starts screwing Spike because, like, it's like almost like she's hate-fucking him. Right. And it's she's just like, oh, this is the only person that, like, can kind of match me in strength. And this is the only person that I hate as much as I hate myself right now. Wow. And so Willow and Spike. No, Buffy, Buffy and, Spike. and Spike. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said Willow. Could have happened. Doesn't matter. Uh, so, but it's Buffy and Spike. Yes. Angel's gone. Angel has had his spinoff, and he's got his own show. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Angel is in Los Angeles at this point, and uh, he sometimes comes back for like a single episode, but he's not important. No. And so, so she's fucking. She's fucking the soulless vampire just because she's filled with so much self hate that she wants to have sex with someone that she hates as much as she hates herself. Sure. And who hasn't done that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kidding. Kidding. Anyway, so. And that's like when his character really starts to change because at the end of that season, when she's like, I can't be with you anymore. He goes off to like, uh, go through all these trials and tribulations in this weird desert with all these magical people. Oh. And, you're kind of led to believe that he's going to get the chip out of his head and become his old badass self again. Right. But it turns out the reason he went there is because he's fighting for the um, the ability to get his soul. Oh, okay. So that he can... Like a gladi- gladiator kind of thing? Yeah, he's go- go- going through all these gladiator battles uh, with the intent to get his soul because when he didn't have his soul, he thought, as soon as I get my soul, then she'll love me. Oh, because that always works. Yes. It's, again, Joss Whedon's high school experience. <laughs> it's like, if I just change enough, yes. then he or she will uh, enjoy me and I we will we will be in love. But then, of course, like, once he gets his soul, he realizes that's stupid and he, like, just... Because he also got his brain. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love Sp- Spike was pretty great. Yeah. I liked him better than Angel. Me too. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Angel was dreamy and he was fine and he was clearly a her- hero kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But Spike was, he was a flawed hero. Mm-hmm. And so he had more, yeah, he had more depth. And uh, when Angel is bad, he he doesn't choose to become good. And when Spike is bad, he makes a choice to go get his soul. Right. And right. He he commits like a horrible act, and it it Spike does. Yes. Yeah. And he decides like he's gonna go get his soul, and Angel never makes that choice. Angel always thought thought Angel never he wanted to be bad when he was bad, and then as soon as he's good, he's he didn't like, have a cha- choice. Yes. He was essentially forced to be good. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That, it's much more interesting when someone when, when there's free will involved mm-hmm. because. Yeah, because Angel was kind of, yeah, it was kind of the, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of that moody fuck in uh, 16 Candles. <laughs> right? Is he kind of that, he, he had that same kind of dreamy look to him with the haircut and yeah. the whole thing. But, um, and then when, so, so Giles is around for at least the first five seasons, right? And then does he go back to London or something? What was his arc? He, um, he's around for the first three seasons as Buffy's official watcher. And then when, uh, she turns like 18, she, he's part of a watcher council that's supposed to guide young slayers. Okay. And then when she turns 18, they, um, they put Buffy through, uh, these tests that are supposed to test slayers. And if she's not good enough, they are like, we'll find a new slayer, which is their way of saying they'll kill her. Ah. So, um, and Giles doesn't really, he didn't really know all of that. And so on her 18th birthday, she's like going through all these tests. Oh, because his previous slayers all died. (laughs) No, she's his first one. Oh, is that her first one? I thought he is. Oh, okay. I forgot. Yeah. And, uh, and so when, uh, Giles played by Anthony Stewarthead. Sure. And when, um, so when she's 18, she's going through all these, uh, trials and she has to do them without her powers. And so they, give her a potion, a spell to make her powers go away. So she's just doing them as a normal 18-year-old girl. And in the trials, the, uh, the, the, the vampire that they're using kidnaps her mother. Oh. And it's just like way too dark. And so, um, and so the end, of course, Buffy wins and the council is like, all right, Buffy passed the test. She gets to continue being the slayer. But, uh, Giles, you're no longer the watcher because you got too emotional and invested and you like, because he like raised a big storm and he was like, no, we're pulling her out of this. We're not doing this. Right. You can't steal somebody's mom. That's crazyville. Yeah. And so just make it just a normal person is a big enough. You don't have to raise the stakes. Uh-huh. The stakes are raised uh-huh. whenever anybody's in danger. Uh-huh. You don't have to get somebody's grandma or whatever. You don't have to get yeah. their dog. <laughs> Yeah. And so he, um, so he kind of gets fired from the council and they keep trying to assign new watchers, but she doesn't listen to any of them. <laughs> and at that point, it's a like, great opportunity for like little under five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> acting jobs. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Like the series of people that came in. Do you uh-huh. remember any of them? Or? Well, one of them is, uh, a young, a young woman's like a young woman watcher and she turns evil and Buffy has to kill her. Oh wow! She like turns into a demon, 
And then the other one, Wesley, I can't remember the actor's name, but he went on to be an angel and he actually was a really important character in Angel. And now that actor is married to Allison Hannigan, who played Willow. <laughs> Weird coincidence. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so yeah. So I remember there being like another Slayer came fate. into town. Fate? fate. Fate. Fate is the, um, well, first there's Kendra who, uh, she so in the end of season one, Buffy dies, and when a new, when a Slayer dies, a new one's called. So Buffy dies in the end of season one. Um, she's given CPR. She wakes up ten minutes later, and she comes back. Oh, okay. And but in those ten minutes, a new Slayer was called, and that's Kendra. And so Kendra like brings a lot of like interesting dynamics into. She's only in like four episodes, but she's super interesting. And then um, Kendra dies. Ooh. Killed by by Spike's then girlfriend uh, Drusilla. Oh, I remember Drusilla. Super scary. Yeah. And then when Kendra dies, Faith is called, and Faith is a lot more like rough and tumble, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's kind of a bad girl. Like she wears like leather coats, and she doesn't <laughs> take any authority figure seriously. Right, right. She's like the Veronica to the Betty kind yeah. of thing. It's very yeah. And then Faith ends up turning evil. And, like, using her powers for evil. And then she and Buffy, like, fight and have this really amazing, uh, several really amazing Really fight cool scenes. fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she weeds off, right? Does she leave or does she get killed? She, she, uh, she runs to Los Angeles. Right. She ends up hanging out with Angel on his TV show, yeah, right? Yeah, she ends up with, 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 with the popular girl from high school. Yes. Harmony, who's now a vampire. Did Harmony- that what? No. Oh, Cordelia. 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 Yes. Who was never a vampire. Never a vampire. Okay. Did Who's Harmony? Harmony um, was Cordelia's friend in high school, and she was, like, kind of an asshole to everybody. Sure. And then she becomes a vampire, and she also dates Spike. And she's just this <laughs> ditzy little blonde, uh, uh, like, dummy that lo- loves, like, the color pink and unicorns. <laughs> and... When she's dating Spike, Spike makes her like dress up as Buffy and like when they're having sex. Oh, right. I do. I vaguely do remember that. That was crazyville. And then what about Darla? Who was Darla? Darla. That's amazing. It's amazing that you remember her, but that also speaks to how interesting her character is because she's only in a couple episodes. Right. But uh, she was compelling for two reasons. One, because she was compelling and mm-hmm. two, because she has my sister's name. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> Darla is uh, like one of... So she Angel's was ex-girlfriend, right? Yes. She was sired by the master when she was like a dying prostitute um, in the in like the G- 12th Jesus century or something. Oh, or even something. before. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. And like she doesn't even remember her real name. Like somebody gave her the name Darla. And um, she um she sires Angel. She so she turns Angel into a vampire. Oh, okay. And um and so she so she's super evil, and so she's only in the show a little bit, but she's super important because she's the one that made Angel. Okay, she was... Okay, so then let's talk briefly about the college years. Yes. There's the boyfriend who's super handsome, who's in ROTC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who was that guy? Uh, his name is Riley, not spelled like 
the cool way. Um, he, he I, I hate how, Riley. Oh, you don't like Riley? He was a bit of a haircut, but what, uh, how do you spell, how does Riley spell his name in the game? R-I-L-E-Y. That's how I would have spelled it. What's the cool way? R-Y-L-E-E. Oh, there you go. Riley. <laughs> Fair enough. And, uh, so he's just like this fucking idiot and he's <laughs> part of this sci-fi underground experimenting. He's like an Illuminati kind of in training kit, Mm -hmm. right? Is that his deal? Yeah, he's a military guy that's, um, they're just gonna hunt down and kill all these vampires in the most, like, uh, a structured way possible. Right, and it's very action hero-y. Yeah. Right? Don't they have, like, a tank? Yeah, they have tanks and stuff. (laughs) And so... And there's like Frankensteinian elements to that season, and they they create their own demons to study them, and then their own demons turn against them. And oh, right, because that was the big reveal. Because they were sort of they were Buffy and Riley were flirting around each other, flirting mm-hmm. around each other, and then she finds out about the underground mm-hmm. dealy Bob, and she's like, "No, you guys are messing with things you don't understand. I'm I'm in charge of killing everybody that can be killed." Yeah. And, but the weird thing is, is there seem to be, there, it's like a, it's a, that, that town is a spawning point. So a hell mouth. Right. It doesn't ever stop. Yes. So you got to try to stop it up. Is there no way to stop it up? They, she, she blows up the entire town in season seven. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very little house on the prairie of that. And uh, so, <laughs> I like it. So, but yeah, I remember, how long was she, how many seasons was she in college? She was in college, um, all of season four, and then in season five, she, um, they introduce her little sister. Right. And her little sister is, and that's a very like, that was supposed to be the end of the series, season five. So it's leading up to the apocalypse and that's, so she's like dealing with so much that she kind of can't make it to all of her classes and she ends up, um, having to drop out of school in season five. Okay. So season six and seven, which are the last two seasons, mm-hmm. what does she do? Is she just got a job at Jamba Juice? What's her deal? So that's one of the coolest things about season six is so in the <laughs> end of season five, she dies and they have to bring her back to life. And she Was sat- that when she was buried? She's buried. They yep. bring her back to life. They don't dig her up. She has to claw her way out from the ground because <laughs> they're idiots. Right. You might want to put an air hole in or just a tube. <laughs> and in season six, she's just like... Uh, she's slightly crazy because she yeah. was buried, right? She has she's, like well, visions she's mad of buried. that they brought her back because she sacrificed herself to save the world. She did her job, she did her duties, and then her friends brought her back kind of selfishly for their own reason. And so, at first, when they first bring her back, she's like, "Why are you bringing me back into this horrible world?" Right? And she uh, is just dealing with so much depression, and she works at uh, this fast food like chicken sandwich place that. Wow. Uh, she does work in fast food. Yeah. Well, good for her. You gotta have a job. I mean, you always have to have a job. And it's, um, yeah, so season six is just amazing because she is, uh, she, she just like goes into like kind of this like spiral of like feelings and emotions and. And her, her dad is gone, right? Her dad showed up first season and then done. Yeah. And, uh, her mom is killed in season five. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then, so season six, she has no one. She's just got Willow who's going crazy. Her little with sister madness. who's only like 15 or right, something. Her little sister who's, who's little. Mm-hmm. And is she a slayer, her little sister? No, she is the key to the apocalypse. Of course she is. <laughs> what, uh, what does that mean? 
she will open the door to uh, the hell dimension that would destroy our dimension. So how do we, are we supposed, is she like Hellboy? She has to, does she choose not to do it or does she have to be killed to not do it? How, so, how do we uh, stop her? The, so there's a lot of uh, like weird people that are trying to kill her so that she can never be used. And then there's a lot of demons that want to use her to open up the hell dimension so they can go to, they want to go to the hell dimension. And who tells her that she's the, the key? She, Any idea <laughs> how she finds that out? Well, so these monks kind of told Buffy and Buffy told Giles, but no one else. And Giles wrote it down in a diary and Dawn, the little sister heard them like kind of mumbling and whispering. And so she and Spike like sneak out of the house at like one in the morning and break into Giles's house and read all his diaries. And that's how she finds <laughs> out. Right. And then on Buffy's, and that's on Buffy's birthday. And then she comes to the party and Dawn, um, like, She's like sobbing and she cuts herself and she goes, is this even real blood? Do I even exist? Am I even anything? Right. And it's so dark and like super dark. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. That's all season six. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's season five. That's season, oh, season five. five. Yeah. Okay. What is, um, so I know that at one point Xander and Cordelia are going out. Mm-hmm. Is that in season five? Two and three. In Susan. Oh, two and three. They're going out in two and three. Mm-hmm. Weird. And then does she go away in season four, Cordelia? Season three, in the end of season three, right? Because they graduate in the end of season three. Okay, so high school ends. Yes. And then Xander does not go to college, if I remember correctly. No, he, he has a guy, right? Yeah, he has a variety of like... Just regular walking around jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's working too, which is good. <laughs> Everyone should work, you guys. Get a job. And, uh, it's a pain in the ass and you have to live with your parents. But yes, you should always get a job. Um, so... End of season six. What happens again? You told me uh, about 20 minutes ago, but I've forgotten. Willow goes mad with power and tries to oh, right. murder the, everyone in the entire murdered. world. And then, so what is season seven then? Season seven, uh, G- Giles comes back and, um, and so because Buffy was brought back to life, that kind of upset something with the way that Slayers had been born and then dying and now at now at this point Buffy's oh, right. died twice. Right. And so uh it has upset something in the world of magic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh everyone that is has the possibility of becoming a slayer is now like in danger and uh all these demons it's now possible for them to end the slayer line so there's no more slayers. Oh, so that now they can sort of recognize it in all of the people who are possible slayers. Yes. Okay. And so, so they're sending out demons to kill all of these little girls? Yes. And uh, so... Uh, Joss, Joss Whedon, you're a little dark. <laughs> Joss. And so that season is all about like the concept of the first evil, which is just super like this crazy manipulative force that's trying to uh, uh, hurt Buffy and hurt all the Slayers and destroy the entire Slayer line. Okay. All right. Weird. And then at the end of it, she figures out how to empower all of them Mm -hmm. so they can fight back. Yes. And that will possibly eradicate all the demons and all the vampires. Because now there's thousands of... No, there's still vampires and stuff, but that uh, she empowers all of them to be able to fight back. And then that... uh, that that's uh they like blow up the hell mouth and then that's how the entire town blows. Spike actually sacrifices himself to 
do that. At the end of it as well? Yeah, because he okay. has a soul at this point. Right, right. So he's got it, and he makes another good choice. Mm-hmm. I do like Spike. Spike's good times. <laughs> it's, uh, what are the, so in other worlds of, of Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. have you followed him since then? Are you a big yeah. fan of his, of yes. his other stuff? Yeah. I love Firefly and Serenity and. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have watched all of Angel. I like it. I don't like it as much as I like Buffy. And it was was it Joss Whedon as well? Yes. Okay. So but I it, really like Firefly. Yeah, Firefly was amazing, mm-hmm. and then and then it was just taken away too. It was taken from us too soon. Yeah. And uh, and then when it was rebooted, it just got he just. I think he was sort of over it. There just wasn't enough. Because I, I liked Serenity, but how great would it would it have been if Firefly would have been able to play out so that we could find out the secret of the Reavers. Yeah. In episodically. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. And again, super dark, Joss. Mm-hmm. Super dark. And uh, he's listening. He's not. <laughs> he might be. He listening. might be. <laughs> we don't know. We live in Hollywood. So, um, but I, did you ever watch uh, The Charmed? Yes, I did. That's yeah. not Joss Whedon. That is not Joss Whedon, but mm-hmm. it is Alyssa Milano. Yeah, uh, who I've always enjoyed. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Holly, what's her face? Marie Combs. Yeah, that's it. And uh, so, but I, but again, it was the first three to five seasons, and then I went away. So I yeah. don't know why. Do you stick it out usually to the end of the se- the show? I watched all of that one. I love. I mean, I was like. 10 when Charmed and Buffy was first started. Yeah. And so I needed like right, right. super just, powerful and, women. Right. And it just, and they were great. Yes. They were, I mean, even what's her face, who I guess is hard to work with. Um, who, who Shannon is, Doherty. Thank you very much. Uh, famous people, not my, <laughs> not, not my strong suit, but she, Shannon Doherty was so great in that show. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when she left and I was like, Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> and, uh, and then Rose, Rose McGowan, right? Yeah. And she was good too. And she was great. Mm-hmm. She did a really great job. And then it sort of weeded off and turned into like, cause then the angel came in. The guy, the blonde guy? Yeah. He was, I mean, he was in it from the beginning, but yeah, towards but, the end, it just got like. It just sort of fell apart and it yeah. became very sitcommy and not enough. So mm-hmm. what do you think about this theory? Andy Ashcraft, my fella, has a theory about um, that all shows are superhero shows now. That's interesting. Yeah. Why think does he... uh, Pick, for example, uh, Bones, which has... Uh, any sort of analogy to this mm-hmm. to this particular episode, which is that um, have you seen Bones? Yes. Okay, so not all of it. But, no, but yeah. the woman who does the hologram, she has a hologram machine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a magical device that mm-hmm. is uh, that doesn't exist in real life. You cannot recreate a murder uh, with uh, with a hair and a piece of bone, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go. Well, he was six feet four, and then we recreate it, and then this is how he hit her, and then this is. <laughs> Very much, it was, uh, so that's, that's the superpower in that one. But if you go to, like, all of the murder mystery, but I don't know, I don't watch Law and Order ever, but do they, but the CSI, I don't know if you've seen, know. I don't I, watch that one either, but like Castle and NCIS, both of those have magical, uh, science people. Okay. That are just amazing, Sherlocky, deductive, you know, extrapolating from no information, which feels like a superpower. Yes. Um, I, well, I was watching Last Man on Earth recently and I was thinking like, this is kind of a sci-fi show. Right. But I, I don't know if I would have said superhero, but I guess, uh, but it's like post-apocalyptic and it's, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. it's a sitcom. Have you watched any of that one? I haven't. Who's in that? What is Will that? Will Forte, is- Kristen Shaw. Uh, oh, okay. oh, that's right. 
And it's, yeah, it's a dystopian future, post-apocalyptic yeah. walking around kind of thing. Yeah. Last Man on Earth. Yes. Got it. And, uh, yeah, so even though, like, that one feels very much like a sitcom, I was like, oh, this is technically a sci-fi show, even though they haven't. Right. Even though they're wacky? Do they have a, um, I love Kristen Shaw. I mean, I think yeah. she's very funny. And, um, is it funny? Is it good? It's very funny. Okay. That's <laughs> great. It's, uh, what else? What, uh, we're close here. Okay. Talk to me briefly <laughs> about what else you want to talk about about Buffy. What would you, oh. would you, um, so I like I I love the comic books so much. I think they're oh, right, the best yeah. things ever. Because it started with season eight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you read them? Uh, I think I read the first one, and then I I didn't. I you remember I stopped watching it at season five. I think. Okay. So so it's, I will. Cl- yeah. I can clearly um, watch season six because that's the best season. Yes. Uh, but the. Uh, so they just, he just started where the TV show left off, right? Yeah. And what, how long is it, has it been going for like three or four years then, right? Or more? It has, however, um, the, so we're in season 10 now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, and they only come out once a month and it's not that big of a deal. So mm-hmm. it, and, and they can be slow played and, and time can stretch and do whatever it has to do in a comic book. Yes. So are, are all of our characters in it? Uh, most of them, some of them have died and... And not come back? So far, yeah, I mean... But they can, because it's a comic book. Yes. Yes. Um, they... So who who are we following? Are we following Buffy? It's mostly following Buffy, and Willow's in this one, too, and she's a, a witch-slash-computer genius, and... Uh, Excellent. Um, Spike's in it, and Spike has a soul, and now Buffy and Spike are together... After like years and years of like walking around that issue, okay, they just sort of committed, mm-hmm. and so now they're fighting vampires together. Yes, and like all the de- uh, all the demons and stuff, and because it's, it's more than just vampires. Yes, it's it's vampires and demons, and what's what's exciting arcs in that one? What have they What have they done right in the in the in the com- What can they do in the comic books that they couldn't do on TV? Is there stuff? So one of my favorite things is they, um, after they empowered all the potential slayers ever, the, uh, they, they realized that like, oh, there's now too much good in the world and the balance of power starts getting kind of wonky and crazy. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, and so, so like, there's a lot of things that happen with magic because Buffy tried to do something good and, uh, and so, like Angel becomes like the most evilest creature ever for like one season. One, he's now fine, but he's not. He's back. He's yeah. fine. But uh, in that in that moment, like they, I love the idea that there could be too much good. The yes. balance of power is now wrong the other way. Yes. Well, how did that manifest itself in the? It's just like too. Was it Stepford wifey? What What happened? Um. Like, did it get spooky good? How How good could it? What's wrong with too much good? It was like, uh, so I don't really know if it was like too much good, but it was like all all the vampires were dying off, and oh, and Harmony like comes out of the closet to the world as a vampire and like tells everybody about the existence of vampires and how they're being persecuted and hunted down by these slayers. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and because Harmony's kind of like this cute bl- little blonde. She still looks like she's like a 18 year old girl. And so like she just like comes. People rally. Yeah, people totally did. And 
she's it's and so it's really like there's just a lot of really funny silly stupid things like that is joss whedon writing it he writes some of the story arcs but he doesn't write the issues he probably did the first arc the first six or seven issues Mm -hmm. and then passed it off to somebody yeah but he still oversees and controls like he would have to sign off if they killed off someone like dawn or something he would have to sign off on that and what's dawn up to in the in the comics she um so when they when the uh, uh, uh when there was too much good and then they had to rebalance the power and so there was all this evil coming in there was a time when they were like we're going to get rid of all the magic and that's what like these evil beings did and so when they did that it uh became clear that Dawn's entire existence was magic she was created out of thin air. Oh, wow. And so she starts like fading from existence and then Buffy has to bring magic back to save her, even like at the expense of maybe destroying the world. Right. And so she has to like really think about that. <laughs> and, uh, and she, um, thank God she thought about it. Yeah. I mean, there, she ends up like working with Willow and finding a way to do it. But right. when, when that happens, um, all of Dawn's memories are like, kind of like reset, like she forgets everything and then everything comes back to her all at once. And she kind of has a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen. So I like Buffy and Willow are friends again. They are, yeah. They they have friendship arguments, but they're good. Sure, sure. And is Willow gay? Is she bi? What's happening? She's gay. I think if it were, I think if they had uh, brought her out of the closet now, they would have made her bi, but. Right. Yeah, because it was, Mid nineties, they were just like they were she's, like she's just going to be gay. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking bye. Yeah. We don't want to confuse anyone on television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available to fall in love. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, that's very sweet. And then, um, so if if you you would say if if someone was to start, lie to me, which is season three, you think, right? I think is that's it, season two. Season two, it's a good way to start. I think uh, episode three, that Praying Mantis one, was yeah. pretty great, too. That was one of my favorite Super episodes. Super funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really crazy. And it really, I mean, it sums up some of the great stuff about Joss Whedon. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I do like it. I just, but it makes me, you know how, like, you want to finish things now? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I, now I'm a completist, and I have to f- do these last three seasons. But there's no binge watching in this house. This house, uh... Andy is working right behind you, and the television's right behind me, mm-hmm. and he can't concentrate if the television's on, okay. and we both work from home. Okay. <laughs> so I would have to watch from midnight to seven, and he wouldn't go to bed, and then he would not get any work done. So I've chosen to just let television go. Oh. And so <laughs> so I, I, I watch it on the road, and, and then I mostly just watch whatever's on USA in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And they were showing a lot of Buffy's for a while. It was on a huge rotation on USA a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so I was watching a lot of reruns of that. It was pretty great. I think it was TNT, actually. Anyway, it's a fascinating story. I, I won't share it. So, <laughs> but people, go to at Barbara underscore home for um, Twitter. And it's at Babs home on Instagram. And it's BarbaraHolm.com uh, to find out where you're doing stand-up. Uh, Portland, Seattle, yeah. New Road, uh, L.A. this week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is going to go up in March, so uh, look for Barbara Holm, you guys, because she's really funny. And thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Rangers, you know the rules. Be nice to each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?
If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?